because I, I got home late last night and I, speaking of self-care, I got home super late last night after drinking and I was like, I'm, all I had was popcorn. I'm hungry and I ordered like chicken fingers from mm-hmm. a diner and ate them at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, I had fries. I had a mozzarella stick last night for the first time in like <sighs> years, I feel like. And it gave me sense memory. Anyway, yeah. I cut you and off. So I, no, no, night. no. So I woke up this morning and I was like, mm, maybe you don't need to do your full eggs, toast and sausage breakfast this morning because you had, like, let's just have a protein shake and move on. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait for lunch. Yeah. Um, but self-care, yeah, which is important. And like, you need to listen to your body and you need, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Take time, mm-hmm. take a day to just, you know, chill out. If you're, if you're a hustler and you got stuff to do, like bake into your schedule time. So like recharge and this and that. Yeah. However, I have noticed the phenomenon of people using self-care to avoid criticism from, um, ignoring obligations um, and backing out of things. Mm. I got into it with someone who was supposed to be a guest on this podcast and mm. backed out. They're mm. supposed to be a co-produced show with me mm. in like a like a music showcase Uh-oh. and backed out. Uh. Uh, it was supposed to be in a lineup and backed out. And and he like messaged me he was like i just got back from vacation and just i'm very i really need to focus on me this month and you know i just i can't do all these obligations and blah 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 when it was he he backed out of one which was the party we were planning together so i'm like great and i have to do this all on my own but it's like fine this always happens people back out of shit all the time and i'm the one carrying the water i'll do it again like i always do Mm. fine so it's just like okay thanks for telling me i'll figure it out and then I reminded about the podcast. He was like, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't do that either. I just really need to focus on me. And I'm like, mm. And I think I said something kind of pointed. I was just like, I said, I was like, I, well, I, I, I put an LOL after it, but I was like, I was like, man, just backing out of my stuff left and right, LOL. Sure. Um, I don't appreciate that. I really have to focus on me and like, I'm worth it and I'm important to that. And I'm sorry that you don't see that. And I'm like, girl. One, I just made a joke. Two, and then he was like, um, um, you know, I know that I'm worth it and I know what I need and this and that. And I'm like, okay, but I just made it. I was like, and I said, breathe. I was just teasing. And then he goes, and then he goes, he says, I just, I, I'm really focused on like when to say no to things. And I'm like, well, yes, that is fair. But like, to be clear, you said yes and then no. Right. Like it wasn't you saying no to things. No. It was you saying yes and then never minding, which mm-hmm. is different. And I've noticed this. There's a lot, especially honestly with artists, there's a lot of like, I'm backing out of this and it's to prioritize myself. And because of that, you can't have any feelings about this. I can't have any consequences because of this. You can't treat me as unreliable because I'm not unreliable and you have to book me for future things. Um, um, this is because it's about me. And how dare you, if you have any feelings about it, then you're criticizing my, my truth and my journey. And it's like, don't weaponize yourself. No. Don't also, weaponize yourself, care. I, like, I think, I don't know. I'm at that point. Well, maybe there, I feel like there's a tension, a tension, a tension of like needing to, you know, find that sense of clarity, that yeah. sense of like, you know, uh, things are going right and I feel yeah. ready to present and ready to kind of participate in things. Right. That like appetite for self-care or like whatever and being hardcore defensive about it and stuff. Like I can kind of like see where that comes from, but in expecting other people to kind of be able to right. be available to it, it feels like a need. And so you're hoping that is like I track a little bit of the psychology that's happening, but I don't know. Why not just admit that you're maybe, I think for me, I'm realizing for myself, like, I'm, you know what? Maybe I don't want to grind hard on certain things right now. That's or, fair. Yeah. That's fine. But having like that conversation with yourself where it's not like this, like, 
um, I don't know. It sounds like what you're saying, like you're weaponizing your whatever, like just be straightforward about like, yeah, I'm unreliable right now because I need to do something else. But there's it, there's a difference between, oh, I'm coming out of a busy period. I need to slow down and take advantage of less opportunities. Fine. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not impacting other people by committing to things yeah. and then backing out. Like you're just not, you're just telling them like, oh no, I'm, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the... I am going to fuck you over yeah. by backing out of something a couple days before or something that I was really yeah. going to do a lot of work for. And by using that I'm focusing on myself, I am – it's like a trump card that, like, now I can't be criticized. Sure. Um, and no, girl. No. Because no. don't think I'm going to book you in the future because what you have shown to me is that at any point you're going to be like, no, I need to focus on me. No. So, like, mm-hmm. you have proven yourself to be unreliable. Right. You've proven to to me that I cannot rely on you, and so I'm not going to fuck with it's, you. Well, it's also, it's very, like, we'll trust what they're presenting. Like, I, obviously, that's what yeah. it is. It's like, okay, so this is what I can expect from you. My expectations have changed. Yes. but And they're still right in that they probably need to, like, sure. whatever, take a break and all that stuff. Like, they're not, you know. But don't there are consequences with that. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's real. Because I got to do my shit. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what's the graceful way to be that person who needs to take care of themselves and back out of shit? You know what I would do? What's that? I'll tell you what I would do. Yeah. It's very... I have done it in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just, like, I'm... I've done it more and less with uh, professional obligations and more with just, like, social plans where Mm -hmm. I've just been, like, I'm very sorry. I am just not in a mood to, like... Yeah. Like, I know we had plans, but I am in a shitty mood or I'm so tired or something ran late and I really just need to focus on... Like, I'll do me time for personal stuff. Yeah. And do you know what you do? You... Help them find – you either make an alternate plan if it's a personal thing. Sure. Like, are you free this weekend, you know, and, and right. dinner's my treat. Or, like, let me take you out for a yeah. drink or this and that because I want to – like, I know I'm inconveniencing mm-hmm, you because mm-hmm. you cleared time for me mm-hmm. and I have backed out. So now, like – and you probably don't care that much. Maybe if it's a date you care. But, like, you know, a friend, like a social obligation. Like, yeah. they know I don't cancel much. So, like, they get it. But, right. like, I'll, like, you know – Drinks on me next time. I'm sorry. sorry. And can you meet Saturday? Do you want to meet Sunday? You make an alternate plan. Right, 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 right. In a professional thing, what I would have done is, like, the the, the, the co-produced party. And he kind of did this. So I guess, I, like, but I had to ask for it. I'd be like, hey, I can't do, I can't commit to this. It's too much work for me to do right now. I know mm-hmm. we talked about it. I know I set it up. So I talked to the, the, the venue. I'm putting you in contact with them. This is right. the DJ, this and that. I think you should look at these artists. And um, I hope we can talk about it next month. It's like, thank you. It's thank you for the handoff. Thank you for. actually care about more than just you in the moment. And most times the answer is no. Right. Uh, or if you back out of like a lineup, like, like, hey, I'm sorry, I have to back out of this. Have you checked? I've reached out to this person, this person, and this person. Mm. I think it would all be really good. You should talk to them. I th- one of them might be free. You you, you help them mitigate yes. the damage from your your um, your your backing out. Yeah. You help them mitigate. There you go. And if you don't know how to mitigate or how to help care or whatever, then just maybe ask. Ask. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm backing out, but is there anything I can do to yeah. whatever? I feel I'm, – I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do this. Mm-hmm. I have to do it for me. I'm, I'm just not in a great space right now. Um, can I help you find another performer? Mm-hmm. Can I help you find another Can I another recommend thing? someone? Can I, can I recommend that? someone? Can I l- – let me, let me help you in the transition yeah. in the handoff. Yeah. And then it's like – well, that sucks, but thank you. Like, oh, okay, so you care. Like, you're you're helping me. But to just be like, I can't do this right now. I'm out. I'm so sorry. I'm so flustered. And you Oof, can't criticize me. And, and if I ever come back and ask for something, you have to give it to me because this is about self-care, so you can't have any feelings about it. You Don't know, weaponize your self-care. And so this, I don't know how much time we have, but that just inspired another thing that I've yeah, had in it. my mind. is like my line of what is acceptable social uh, engagement has moved as far mm-hmm. as like, for instance, ghosting, I think mm-hmm. used to mean more. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, whatever, this is kind of like how we do sometimes in some, yeah. you know, some circumstances. Well, I've but- talked a lot of time about my like, how many dates, how much sexual right. activity yeah. what, what requires a conversation versus doesn't. Like but, I, I've got some rough rules around that. And I'm very much like, I need to reply to things, um, within I, you know this i with i don't reply very quickly to a lot of messages and i just like while we're talking about this it just clicked in my head that someone like had a, a professional invitation for me for for an acting opportunity and i have not gotten back to them yet and i was just clocking how that would have bugged me more a while ago and unfortunately i'm getting way too relaxed kind of just like letting things hang in my inbox i still can't i'm, I'm trained too hard 
I'm trained too hard to like respond to that email in eight minutes. Like yeah. I can't. And I see a red bubble and I'm like, I gotta, <laughs> fix, I gotta do it. I yeah. gotta do it. Yeah. There's a Fuck. red bubble. I well, I don't it. appreciate my quality of being able to relax on inbox stuff. Like I think I just need a little bit more. Yeah. I, you you and I are both at unhealthy ends of, of the spectrum. <laughs> I'm too much and you're too little. Yeah. <laughs> let's meet in the middle. God damn it. How do yeah. I figure that out? Yeah. Um, Caring. I don't know. I just need to care about stuff more. Yeah. It's also like. I always think of the other person. Yeah. Of like, do they think I don't appreciate it? Do they think they're not? Do they think I think they're not worth responding to? Because I take that on personally when when someone isn't not you because I know you now. Yeah. But like in the beginning, a little bit, I was like, we're doing all this stuff together, and he's like, he won't even respond to me. Like, Ugh. does he want to do this? Uh, like, like, there, but I know you now, right. so it's like different. But like, I do take that on personally. God. Sometimes when someone doesn't answer me, it's I think like, I exist. Do in... they think that I am not worth talking to? No, like, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. exist in people's heads that way, yeah, uh, probably because, I, yeah, obviously it's it's you know crossed yeah. your mind before, so it's got to be crossing other people's minds. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is my me realizing that I have a personal goal of of uh, mitigating that misunderstanding and making sure people know that I either do have the intention to interact or do not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Oh, and I've been so busy lately that I mean, it's usually rare for me, but I've like I've done the thing where I've opened a message and then got distracted and then forgot that I opened it and then it's not showing up as a notification, yeah. so I never respond. To and it. that's the other thing. I, I came across one the other day and I was like, hi, I really thought I responded to this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, like, it's also like working in food service, not only whatever. I don't even work at a job where they like get onto you if you need to like check your phone or whatever. Like they're pretty – like we have a back hallway where people go and they like check, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like – it's pretty – it's very adult to adult at this restaurant, which I really appreciate. They're like, hey, are you good? Okay, mm-hmm. well, I need you for a moment. Like, mm-hmm. like hey, you need, your table's looking for you. Like it's very like just practical whenever people need to like be a human for a second and go – get a sip of water, check their phone or, or make a call or whatever. Yeah. But um, at the same time, it's still such a, a demanding job that you really don't have like that much time to do uh, things like that. So I have yeah. been getting texts and I just literally will not be available to my phone until around like 1130 because I'm working at this restaurant or midnight or whatever. Right. And then I see that I got a text at five when my shift started and I just kind of like, you know, whatever, ignore this person for the entire shift, which feels long yeah but if you're working like that's that's people yeah. have to know that you're and if you're in nights. hospitality the hours are just funny compared to some of my friends who are not working night life or whatever or uh, uh restaurants but um anywho and then i'll forget like i'm like oh, i'll get to them later and then i just don't that's why i try really hard to not open anything if i know i'm not going to respond oh right, right. the notification yeah lingers, the red so receipts. i don't forget yeah um you need to mark it as unread and like look at it again later yeah i, I never thought to do that to mark it as to like go back and mark it as unread yeah you can do I that in text. Do, i never think to do that yeah for sure i should do that yeah i don't know i'm just fucking i think i also just do not i we mentioned this during the break but i have an active stance on not wishing people a happy birthday on facebook mm-hmm. because you hate birthdays and people <laughs> yeah people suck no because yeah. like if you if you're not like regular about it then it looks like you maybe have uh you mm-hmm. know preferences or favorites mm-hmm. from certain mm-hmm. friends or something and i was like no, no 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 to absolve myself of that guilt i'm just going to not say happy birthday to anyone on facebook right but similarly, any engagement on technology is just a lower priority to me than what's happening in my life right in front of me and around me. As so, it should be. As it should be. So unfortunately, it makes me a little bit unreliable as a technology communicator. Yeah, I'm – I separate social media from email and texting mm-hmm. in that regard. Like mm-hmm. I agree with you on a Facebook, Instagram. I've said something the other day like, yeah, I'm on Instagram and I post stuff all the time. But like that is a – that is a distribution channel yeah. only. Yeah. Like I'm connecting with people because it seems to be people will respond to DMs on Instagram much more than will respond to a text message. Right. So like I'll coordinate things there. I'll put out stuff when I have something to promote. Um, but it is I, – I can't even I, – I think I watched my first reel the other day. I don't engage. Like I'm not there as a consumer. Yeah. I'm there as a distributor. And same thing with Facebook. Oh, and same uh, thing. Instagram reel. For a minute, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. you went back and watched an acting reel of yourself? No, like, okay, got you, got you. No, got an you. Instagram reel. Like, I don't, I'm not on TikTok. I don't, yeah. well, I have one, but I like would put something up there. But like, I don't scroll. Yeah. I'm not a consumer. Um, um, I use yeah. it as a distribution platform. I guess, yeah. No, I'm a mindless, like, it's a time waster where I'm like, oh, let me turn off my brain and just look at people living. No. 
I have no interest in how other people are living. Their yeah, lives. <laughs> that's fine. That's probably healthier. I got, I got more stuff going on. Yeah, I don't care what you ate. I don't, no, I don't I'm know. like, I'm like, what? I don't know. Sometimes I resent looking at thirst traps, and sometimes I'm like, that's exactly what I feel like consuming right now. If I see someone's birthday and it's someone I care about, and it's like it takes me two clicks to like do it, I'll just do it. Yeah, and I'm not consistent with it. So there are there may be people, but I'm so that's rarely on Facebook that like, thing. yeah, I'm like, I will, I have times where I'll remember that a close friend's birthday is about to happen or whatever and I will go out of my way to make sure that I message them and wish them a day because it does feel nice to be right. thought of. But I um, I have, I don't know, now it's like I have just such a knee-jerk opposite reaction when I see someone's birthday and I didn't know. I'm like, oh, I can't because it's not yeah. from a genuine place. Well, I, also, I don't celebrate my window. birthday so like mm-hmm. I don't really put a a thing on yeah, it. Yeah, the most I'll do is tell my friends that I'm going to a bar and they'll show up and buy me a drink or something. Yeah. No, I do like a self care day. I'll, yeah. I'll get a massage, watch a movie, have a nice dinner. Love it. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm usually not here. I'm usually up in Woodstock. Nice. For, um, at the cabin, mm-hmm. take a dip in the hot tub. You know, oh. like just have a. What a month nice, is your birthday again? It's the very very end of December. Okay, nice. I love a hot tub on a cold day. Yep. I've, I've done that for my birth my birthday as well because my birthday's in January, yep. and my uh, ex boyfriend for one of my birthdays, rented a cabin in up, uh, what is it, North Georgia, in the mountains in North Georgia. And it snowed on my birthday while I was in a hot tub, and it was so fucking cute. Love it. Well, hot tubs are a good thing of self-care. So I think to to wrap up what we talked about with, like, with my subject of weaponizing self-care is, yes, you should exercise Mm self-care. Yes, you should um, um, prioritize yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, you should take time off. You should pace yourself. You should make sure that you're in a good space because you'll do, you know, better work and you'll hustle better if you're rested and in a good, you know, whatever. Absolutely. However, yeah, if your self-care requires you to back out of commitments you have made, it is your responsibility if you do not want this person to think you are unreliable, if you want to keep that alive, yeah. it is your responsibility to assist in the handoff and to apologize. Yeah. People are allowed to change their expectations of you after you do stuff like that. Yeah. And the way that you you prevent that from happening is you help them fix the problem you have created. Or just be, I don't care. and like, ex- Or then don't care but yeah. and then be done with it. But then yeah. just don't expect exactly. them. Don't be mad at them if right. they're, they're like done with you. Totally. Um, right. Well, they might be done with you and I'm done with this segment. So let's take a break. All right. We did Hinge last time. What's today? Uh, let's do, so there were some grinder vibes on Hinge last time. Let's do grinder just to get into the, those vibes to really Hashtag soak it vibes. in. Right, so this is another one where I don't have, um, full. Right. Oh, this first one's nice. Oh, hey, click on that. So it's a, it's a nice body. And they're indicating that they're a top in their 40s, so we're still, like, doing good so far. No face picture. Okay, zero face pictures. That's a little concerning, maybe. Um, he's uncut, I assume, because you see top 40. Oh, you see means uncut. I, I see, think I see. so. That makes sense. And they're six, six foot, foot. 145, so he's skinny. Yeah. Single, um, nothing on the profile, really, besides single. And, like, no face picture. Yeah. What but do you do with that? Hey. You, you give it a like because he has a nice body. All right. And, and he then... has a locked album. So Grinder started having locked albums. Oh, like Scruff. So you can unlock it. So we'll, I assume his face is in there. Gotcha. It's a single because usually when you see that, it's I have a boyfriend. Can I? Okay, this mm-hmm. is gross of me, but I'm just going to talk about Scruff from back in the day. I think mm-hmm. they've definitely updated their interface and all that stuff. But there was a time where Scruff... You could like swipe over to their locked album things and it have like the whole like this uh-uh. pictures on not available to see. Uh-uh. But I would up the brightness of my screen and you'd kind of like see what was going on in like the the whatever. Like you, it's taking me back to like Cinemax, like like going to the channel that's like you don't have and like looking through the static to see if I you even, can find. But I figured out even deeper when you're swiping over like the hey this picture is not available or whatever it doesn't come up until it's fully where the screen is. Uh-huh. At first it's like the thing, like you'd get the actual image and then like the you can't see this would come up. So I would like slowly peel it over. You and creeper! I was totally. <laughs> I you know was right like you know twenty three like on scruff looking at dicks before i was like jj's hacking your nudes kind of because scruff like hey i'm no i'm no hacker but like if it's that easy what i'm gonna look at your dick sorry 
I love the idea for like a comedy, like a gay comedy of they get somebody who can like hack something that they need for some like crime solving or something because they can like hack nudes on Grindr. Oh it's my like the God. the skill translates. Yes. Like what a fucking. I got this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. So let's see what else is on the grid. Um, you seeing anything that interests you? I'm seeing a lot of um, female identifying people, which is new. Yeah. The population is changing. Um, what do you think about that one? Check it out. Let's he see. looks young. Yeah. He's oh my way god. Way too young. Very pretty though. My god. He's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, who would play her? Um. Uh, oh, I know exactly who would. Uh, hold on. Uh. uh da, 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 da. Plastic Tiara. Plastic yes. Tiara would play her. Yes. He is so gorgeous. Pretty. So pretty. But he is twenty five. I would have guessed like twenty. Like they also look super young. Be kind and have picks. 5'11". Hey, 25. Doesn't say. His tribes? tribes. He says. Daddy, Jock, he's a daddy? Twink. Some young people like being called daddy. And like, it's a power yeah. thing. It's I'm not giving him a wolf because he's cute. But yeah. I, I might be too old for him. Would and you be, would, be would you let a young, uh, a, you like a young top, right? Like you like a young aggressive top. It was a surprise to me. Right. But I did. Yeah. As long as I don't feel I guess it would be similar to, like, someone who's being fetishized for their, like, race or, like... I, sorry, I'm not equating it to race in terms of... But, but like, in terms of being, like, fetishized. Yeah. Like, if someone's, like, you're only a, you're interested in me because, like, oh, it's just, like, fun to fuck a daddy sometime. And, like, I'm... like Less not, than a person. Right. I'm yeah. just, like... Because there's, we've talked about before how there's a difference between being attracted to a particular quality. Like, it's okay to be, like, to just really, like get a boner for like uh, a black person like sure. it's totally that's fine yeah but then there's 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 that and then there's like not like i i'm i'm it's it's fun on a lark to like you know fuck at this kind of person yeah like, like yeah like you don't need which to... you know what let's let's be critical of myself here mm-hmm. isn't that how i feel about um like twinkie bottoms hmm i don't i don't think i I'm certainly do not dehumanize them. Like, like, cause it's not my, it's like, I'm not going to date them mm-hmm. because that's not what I want all the time. And it is something I want on a lark, but I, like I get to know them as a person. I talk to them. They're not just like rotating in like yeah. this whole, that whole, like there are people that I'm interested in. There are people I'm not interested in. Yeah. Okay. I just had to investigate that for myself, whether well, I was, had bad behavior or not. Well, on the flip side of that also, I think sometimes it, well, Okay. Being objectified for something that you can't help and it's not like at, you know, if it's your race or if it's, you know, a body type or something like that mm-hmm, and you don't mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. feel like your name matters to the person at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm also there for a nut. So I wager whether or not I care if I my name matters yeah. to the person. But of course, if you get if it is a repeat behavior, then you get tired of that shit. Easy. Anyway. Yeah. Um there's uh yeah there's a younger dominant and it's funny because like he's kind of femme or non-binary presenting in his like non-sexual self Mm -hmm. like he came over the one day and like he had like a like a midriff top on like he's a bit and he's very skinny and and very handsome Mm -hmm. uh he'd play like peter pan in like a thing yeah like that's what he looks like he's tall and skinny um but in the bedroom he's like dom daddy like yep he need love and it's it's hot i love it's, a switch, switch, it's, switch. it's hot i love it absolutely absolutely i don't know there's something in my brain of like i don't know broken expectations in a good way it's always like this is an adventure like this is a journey for me to learn about is there anybody else interesting to you i'm not it's is that Pickens. the person that we looked on hinge the other day or um the other time this i think so no just no. kidding the thumbnail was not what i thought this man looks like a elementary school music teacher. <laughs> Accurate, very friendly, and um, I don't know, innocent presenting. Yeah, because I think he's at the school taking pictures in this bathroom mirror. Oh my god, it does look like a school bathroom. What and I think heck? this is like pit, like when he's playing in the pit. Yeah, I think I called this because he's wearing Girl. all black with like a like a black shirt, black tie black belt like it's in like a, a bathroom with like stalls so it's like either you're a waiter at a nice place or you're playing in the orchestra in a pit yeah you know um maybe he gives me music teacher vibes it definitely tracks that way 
Let's see. Let's see if there's anything on the profile. Versatile. Grinder, they're usually not going to put their jobs. True. Versatile, average, nice, fun guy would be nice to find a friend, friend with friend. I assume there's supposed to be a comma there. Friend, comma, friend with benefits, buddy combo thereof. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have command of the English language. No. No, I mean, I'm not attracted to this guy, but. Yeah. um, Interesting. Find anything wild. What? What is that? Oh, no. I thought it was something bad from here. You thought he was naked? It was far. No, it was far away. It was just like, yeah, are you in, are you like naked at the gym kind of thing? Oh. I actually think he is. Like, but like not like in the locker room, which he is. These are a lot of pictures of him in the gym locker room. Yeah. Wearing like shirtless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great he body. Seems, he, I mean, he has incredible body. He has, um, his hair is always a different color. And like super styled. Like like his hair when I say it like fire engine crayon red yeah yeah definitely um, a statement he definitely has a great body he definitely knows it and he's definitely just because look even in this like protein shaker protein yeah powder. it almost looks sponsored by that protein shake yeah everything is me flexing swole after a hard workout yeah, at a gym I don't know doesn't do much for that's me. not attractive to me and I let me tell you mm-hmm. I hate gay underwear oh agreed i think i hate it i hate underwear that's got like all bold big letters on the band like jizz yeah like, pumps, like, yeah. like it's not attractive i don't it just doesn't do a lot for me i get that the cuts can be kind of like interesting like it can be more bikini cut or whatever more like you know let me show off my leg or make a bulge look bigger sometimes if it's cut certain ways I, yeah i don't know i think also there's something in my brain where just like underwear that isn't so like implicitly gay for some reason my head exists in a sexy way because i grew up looking at the underwear aisle and thinking those guys were hot and thinking you know do you ever i'm having this this realization in real time doesn't gay underwear look like kids shoes (laughs) my god uh yeah too many colors too many colors you got a nike swoop mm -hmm. like they look like air jordans yeah like which I understand some adult men wear. But like well, gay also, underwear looks like like Also there's like the kid sneakers. There's also the thing of like having like gay underwear that has print, Get your back to school underwear. Prints on it, like little piggy faces on it and stuff or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? I like I don't know. It doesn't do a lot for me. I don't want cute underwear. No, no cartoons on my underwear. No cartoons. Either. No, because it's it, it's infantilizing and then it's like, are you like yeah, I don't I don't Yeah. Um, the colors even sometimes. But however yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I do like some gay underwear that's like supposed to like a mesh underwear, I think can be cute. Like if it's if it's deliberate, and if it's not, deliberate and in like a sex environment, yeah, and um, not like too much or too you know obvious. Yeah, but like I don't want to put brands on blast in case we ever get sponsored. But like where it's like the capital letters on the right on the on the thing, and like uh, jocks that are like that too. No, I want like a jockstrap that's I and I don't like a jockstrap jockstrap like a, yeah. like an actual one yeah like the white ones with like the clothy like Do I don't remember, like that either there was like a year long span where people were horny for like a Calvin Klein waistband to stick out of your pants like to have yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, for some yeah, reason yeah, to have yeah, like yeah. a that Calvin a Klein waist, waistband like sticking out of your pants was just like a thing yes because it was it was Marky Mark yeah. Mark Wahlberg yeah it was like 90s, like mid 90s. No, I th- well, I feel like it, it even back? recently there was like a moment. Maybe it was when Justin Bieber was like the campaign Because Aaliyah model. did it too. It was like mid 90s, late 90s for me. Yeah, every know, time like there's back. a good, like a really popular celebrity that gets like the billboard yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Uh, uh, South Manhattan. South Manhattan? No one calls it that. In, uh, <laughs> where's that? Soho? Um, <laughs> in yeah, downtown. It kind of it, it has its moment again. Financial district. Anyhow. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Thank you to this man, but sorry to this man. Um, I don't ooh, know. who's that? Uh, well, Mask is their name, so I'm already Eight, not interested in that. Twenty-five too. Twenty-five and Mask. calling yourself Mask. He has this a nice like a, body where he doesn't show his face, so he's got some maybe from Long Island. I mean, he something. looks, he looks like he would be hot though. Yeah. Chill mask dude for same. Oh, five six. I'm getting discreet vibes. Bottom. Like, mi- oh, bottom. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting like sexually cons or like socially conservative, sexually promiscuous vibes. If that makes sense, you know how that that's like a brand of people sometimes. Right. This per- and he's only 25. This person's got some unpacking to do. Some yeah. gang up. 
like love yourself gay. Right. There's internalized homophobia all over this. Yeah, I agree. I don't know this person, but I I see that. Um, um this is I mean, slim fucking pickings. I really don't go on grinder at all anymore. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, let's look at this person. We got a we got a gimp. Wow. Oh my god. We got him getting choked. He's wearing a gimp mask with uh, some leather stuff. And the crop and is strategic. Like, you know, there's some nudity. He's 25. That's young for this. Yeah. I feel like this. Yeah. And literally the next picture, he's out of all the gimp wear and he's literally being choked. Yeah. It's like kind of almost. And his face looks like he can't breathe. I know. Like, I feel voyeur. Danger. Even voyeurist. Yeah. Like, there's something like red flaggy in like a. I don't know. I get he's going to attract the people that want to do that for sure. He's 6'6". Oh, wow. Very tall person that's the tallest gimp i've ever seen yeah actually can't fit him in a cage no cage oh damn they probably want to be what? 165 well that's a so tr- super skinny i am curious as to how like you get into the gimp like leather culture i guess anybody because i don't really well, the, the kids have porn now so early true. i think they find their their niches much earlier true 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 i think because in my head whenever i think of like subculture of like yeah. leather and gimp and stuff i think of like going out discovering it or going to a sex shop and kind of like you know exploring like what are this what's this leather stuff doing or whatever like it makes me think of like going on christopher street and walking into london or walking into like one of those sex yeah. stores and kind of i didn't start getting into more um subculture stuff or fetishy stuff like really mm-hmm. in like well into my 30s yeah it took a while right I don't know. I guess, yeah. I guess with, like, porn, you can really access everything now. And, like, oh, yeah. I think I probably have mentioned this on the on the pod. But, uh, God, I know two people who told me that they got into fetishes because they were watching things ironically and with curiosity. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, fuck, now this is working for me. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> I told you something. I, I think I told you something. I think it was off. No, I, we may put it on the pod. Um, it was – I was, like, scrolling through porn. Well, I was looking at a particular porn actor, and I was looking at his stuff. And he had one mm-hmm. that I was like, let me check this out because I don't know if I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it was he was fucking a a trans man who still had a vagina. Yeah, and incredibly hot. Yeah, seeing him fuck an otherwise pre- like to- totally presenting like this is a dude. Yeah, this is a guy. It's a muscle guy. Yeah, and he just happens to have a vagina. Right. I thought it was incredibly hot. And right. I, ne- I was like. Ooh, I like this. I didn't know I would like this. There you go. Oh, I like this. Learning that your, you know, your boundaries are not what you might have expected yeah. before you watched the, the. Now I don't know if it's something that would partake in today, like in real life, because I, I know we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to, because there's so much misogyny within the gay community, and I don't want to contribute to that. But I have no attraction to vaginas whatsoever. Like I don't think I'd be able to be hard. Like I don't, I don't. There's nothing. nothing. I. Uh, but watching this, I yeah. Was like, but I do like. I have, like, I don't know. I think there's, like, more psychology to kind of uncover. And I think in years' time, we'll be able to figure out and have a vocabulary more so for, like, you know, uh, anatomy and how that works its way into attraction and how, you know, even just, like, knowledge. Like, if I don't know how the plumbing works, do I know what to do with it? Like, you know, there's some of that, I think, that's involved. Like, maybe intimidation, where if I had the prospect of hooking up with trans men, I think, like, my head is, like, do I know how to make you have a good time like do i know yeah. how to help you and i think i do um but because it's on my brain and it's not like immediately obvious to my body i think that apprehension is enough for me to be precautious because i don't want to experiment and i don't want to like i don't know like it feels yeah like i don't want to waste someone's time because i don't you know i don't know like i'm not immediately di- like ready i guess like i just don't feel like i'm ready or yeah i don't know I was just having, as you were talking, I was having kind of an epiphany. Because mm-hmm. I've often wondered whether, flash forward 50 to 100 years, and everyone's just non-binary. I don't think everyone's bi or pan or poly, mm-hmm. but I wonder if the, just the distinctions between categorizing people by their sex organs is just not a thing in society anymore. We're all just humans. Yeah. And you like what you like, and there are always going to be people who, you know, are only attracted to opposite sex and people who are. But, like, the concept of gender, are we just going to, like, are we on a path of, like, where it's, like, not on government documents? It's not on, like, Mm -hmm. it's just not part of how Mm -hmm. we categorize ourselves as a society. (laughs) Like, don't say gay. (laughs) 
Like, oh, thanks. There's no difference between anybody. No. Well, because I do think, especially for me, especially in gay spaces now where, like, the pronoun thing is so sensitive. And Mm -hmm. I just, I recognize someone, I'm just, I'm not used to it enough yet to be good at it of, like, checking people's pronouns and remembering that's this person. So I usually just always use the they, them for, like, literally everybody Mm -hmm. just to have my basis Neutralizing. Just neutral. But I want, like... If that's just the way it's going to, if that's just the way we're going, if that's just the way it's I going to be. I wonder too. And, sh- well, and and so, and I was just thinking, I was like, is that something that I want? I'm thinking, yeah, because regardless of what your generals are, like the gender construct, like you can do whatever you want, be whatever. Mm-hmm. We tell people, you know, you can do whatever you want, you can be whatever. You want. So why, why even put them in the box in the first? Like, what is the, right. what is the purpose of? even categorizing. Yeah. So, well, it was, you know, traditional family roles and traditional society roles. Right. We're just unlearning traditions that don't serve us anymore. Right. So I had this epiphany of like, let me talk about this. Do I want to identify as non-binary? Not because I don't consider myself a man. Right. But because I want to promote just getting rid of the distinction. Sure. Huh. I, I don't know. I New thought. have described it to my, like, I've, I've tried to, you know, do some gender exploration in myself. And sometimes I've even had a friend who's like, you grew out your hair and you wear women's clothing, you know, like, quote unquote, women's clothing, because clothing is not gender, no. like, it doesn't have a gender. Um, but I, and they were like, so are you on a gender journey? And what, like, what's up or whatever? And I like to paint my nails. But I can intellectually argue that I don't conform to gender because i like even sometimes will resist the urge to conform because i want to like you know not be uh, uh beholded beholden yeah. to like rules of society yeah but i also um observe that i i benefit from like the privileges of not experiencing gender dysmorphia or right like, and not right. you know i don't feel out of place in no. in male spaces no and um, so experientially, I don't think I share yeah, that's... some of the plights, but I can intellectually unpack that I'm not conforming to gender. Right. I wouldn't be doing it because I experience any level of dysphoria or anything like that. I would be doing it as like, a, I think this is where society should go. So I want to like be part of the change. Interesting. I don't know. That's something I need to think about more. Sure. I literally had the thought as you were talking. Yeah. So yeah. I need to think about that some more. Because I also don't want to, because I feel like there's also this sort of like non-binaries in vogue now. So you've sure. got people hopping on it. Yeah. And then I think like, but is that a bad thing? If they're helping yeah, it become more comfortable, even if you're doing it for narcissistic reasons. Like, and then it's is also it ultimately how, like, a good goal? Like, knowing you know, that mm-hmm. someone's doing it for narcissism is almost impossible, I think, is the other thing too. Because mm-hmm. they could... No. You don't think so? Or you think think, that you can can clock it? There are gay people who see that non-binary is the new fucking thing we're talking about and tell everybody they're non-binary. Sure. They don't experience gender dysphoria. They don't. They're not doing it for a social cause. They're doing it so they have something to, they can be like, I'm I'm non-binary. They do it to get attention for themselves. I don't think that's the majority of people. No. I, I'm not saying that non-binary isn't real. I'm not saying that. But there are some people. One of them I clocked on a reality show and I've heard from people who know Okay, them, I think I suspect I know right. what you're talking about. And it's like, girl. Um, but I, yeah, I, okay, because I've had the same judgment. It gets you more media. I think I know what you're talking right. about. But at the same time, isn't it fun? Like, that person... Or this person hypothetically yeah. existing out there, they could be annoying and also non-binary. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's like totally possible to That's be true. an attention whore and also be non-binary. That is also true. Is not uh, mutually exclusive. No. So you'll never know. It's not you know, know a thing for us to clock. I guess no. Well, we started with Grinder, uh, which is uh, vapid and. Um, um, Disgusting. And we ended <laughs> on a thoughtful philosophical conversation. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Oh, the many roads of this podcast. Well, we need to regroup and uh, uh, interview our guests. So we'll be right back after that.
So uh, today we have a friend of mine that I also perform with throughout New York. Um, they are a multi-platform artist living in New York City by way of Cleveland, Ohio. They spent their formative years training in vocal music and theater at the Cleveland School of the Arts, Columbia College, Chicago, and Berklee College of Music. After the release of their fourth independent solo album under the moniker Daj, uh, and some time spent in Tokyo, Japan, uh, our guest returned to New York City full-time, writing and creating opportunities for their own production company consisting of original theatrical works, visual art, podcasts, music, and live performance productions. This is a person after my own heart. After a seven-year hiatus, our next guest returns to their first love with electronic R&B-infused, established 1983, preceded by the lead single, Boundless. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Deshaun Aaron Jenkins. Hello. 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 So... Uh, you are yet another musician that I believe I either met on the internet or at another gig. Yes, um, it was on the internet. It was through um, through uh, Vinyl Fantasy, actually. Right. Yes, it was Vinyl Fantasy. Um, I was at the. Uh, so we've had Marcel in Vegas both on the podcast before. Um, I guess it was Alicia Keys. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes, because then I did Pussycat Dolls shortly thereafter. Yeah, it's funny. That was the that performance was the first time that I had sang in front of anyone since like yeah, then about seven years. Like that was the first like live vocal anybody heard me sing in seven years. So why did you take that time off? Um, well, I <laughs> I got to a place where music was just becoming more painful than it was um a joy. And a lot of it had to do with a lot of the doors that were being closed because of my like expression and like I was too feminine and like people were just always trying to make me be something that I wasn't and it was just becoming more difficult and um, I was just losing my joy and I kind of realized that music was starting to become a defense mechanism so it was like I'm singing to make friends or I'm performing to like you know um be validated and it just I just I didn't want to do that anymore and so I just decided that I needed to discover other parts of myself and honestly it was the best decision I learned so much about myself in the last seven years outside of music um and it's really opened me up in a lot of ways and it's healed me in a lot of ways um and I, I knew it would come back to me I just was like I, I just I guess I have to stop but I didn't expect it so soon I guess but here here we are it's been rolling. It's been coming up big time. So, well, now you're back, and I think at the perfect time because we're finally at a stage where uh, openly queer musicians can be openly queer and find you know mainstream audiences. So, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I'm not even really like pressed per se about like, oh, let me get this audience. Let me get this audience. I just want to create from a, a space of like, I really love this, and I want to like, you know, that's my way of of. of of expression that's my way of communicating um so you know the audience if it comes it comes if it doesn't that's okay too I'm, I'm in a place where that's not something that I'm worried about so much you know if it's meant to be it'll happen organically um and I'm, I'm okay with that very nice well I assume during your uh hiatus and period of growth there might be some things um either opinions or um, uh, practices that have modified over the years. And because this is a dating, sex, and relationship podcast uh, that is very focused on growth, we like to talk about those things. And so we are going to do one of our favorite segments, which is look back at it. This is where we look back at something that we used to think or believe in sort of dating and sex arena that we no longer, we no longer hold. So I always let our guests go first. So Deshaun, what is something that you used to either think, believe, or practice that is no longer a part of your life? Um, a couple things, actually. So the first thing is um, I am now non-monogamous. Um, not that I, yeah, not that I was ever like against like you know, polyamory, it was just was something that I didn't even know was existed until I did. And um, when I just, when I figured it out, I was like, wait a minute, this makes so much sense to my life. I've had very like emotional relationships um, 
with like couples. It may, it may not have ever been sexual, but I definitely had very deep emotional relationships um, with multiple people at different times. And so when it was kind of discovered for me, I was like, this makes so much sense. And um, now I'm in a, a throuple and we've been together for over two years. Um, we're moving to a house together and we're happy, and it's, you know, and I can still be with other people if I want to, but at this particular time in my life, I'm not really focused there at all. Um, but yeah, that's that's one thing. And then the other thing, which is kind of funny, is that I discovered that um, I am, well, I can be like explicit, right? Um, I'm sorry. You have obviously not listened to this uh, podcast before because <laughs> let's see, what have we talked about? We've talked about JJ using raw eggs as a home remedy to cure an anal fissure. We've talked about um, my uh, explicit role play fantasies. We've talked about, oh yeah, there is nothing off limits on this podcast. Oh, well, great. Well, in that case, I discovered that I'm much more of a bottom than I thought I was. And that's been quite a rewarding, rewarding experience for me, actually. You've discovered the joys of bottoming. Yes, yes. I had an ex who was very um, loving and patient, uh, who was a strict top. Well, actually, he wasn't a strict top. He just was way more of a top than he was a bottom. And he was older than me. He was uh, about 13 years older than me. And baby, let me tell you, he changed my whole world. And now... You're... Wait, 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 wait. Your whole world. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. The title of this podcast might be A Whole New World. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely (laughs) changed the game for me. Um, And now I am a proud, uh, loving uh, verse bottom. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the community. Yes, it has uh, been a game changer for me. (laughs) So interesting. There are... I, I have found... A good number of people that like in it's usually I find like in their like late twenties, early thirties. I found a good number of people who've like switched and like both ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, to be you know, it's funny to be honest. A lot of it really had to do with like accepting my like gender, if you will, right? And also, just accepting like myself as a more effeminate person, as a person who enjoys the power in submission and the intimacy in submission for me personally. And when I finally like accepted that, because he definitely taught me a lot of that, but he taught me the pleasures of being a bottom, like and how to like thoroughly enjoy it physically. But it wasn't until I was with my partners that I started to really understand the submission of it that took it to an even deeper level. Um, Because in fact, I I even remember uh, during the time of our, like our dating before we were like officially a couple like I was still having hookups and I was having sex with this one guy and baby the sex was amazing it was incredible like he was a fantastic top one of the top five sexual experiences of my life however as we we're having sex I was looking at him and I thought damn this would be like 50 times better if I was like emotionally into this dude and that was the moment that was another like oh okay I completely detached from this and I understand this a little bit more for me. So yeah, it definitely was a, it's been a game changer big time. Would have never thought that, never thought that. Cause I was very much like, no, I'm a top, I'm a top. Like I'm more of a, I'm more of a submissive top, but I'm a top, but not anymore. Interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, as everyone who's listening to this podcast knows, cause I talk about it all the time, you know, I am a, a verse bottom, but like 80%, 90, 85% bottom. Um, but my my top energy I like to express at times, and it's very like like when when I want to be a top, like I want to be a top. Like I'm like, all right, I want some, I want a, a throw around twink, twink that I can like toss around this bedroom and be daddy. Like that's what I want to do. Um, but that's like not most of my life. But like it's like, oh, this is fun on occasion. Um, uh, so for me, and I've played this game before, so I always have to think of like new ones because I don't want to repeat myself. I'm going to say, now I don't think 
And I don't know if I'll ever get there, and I'm, I'm not, like, trying to get there, but, like, I, I'm not sure I'm on the polyamorous spectrum, only because my experiences, I think mostly with it so far, like, I've, I've divorced myself from the concepts of jealousy. And I guess that, I guess that is my, I guess I'll, I'll go with that. I used to be a very jealous person, not in a way that I would ever like tell someone what they couldn't, couldn't do or who they couldn't, couldn't talk to. Like, no, I'm not going to be controlling, but the feeling was there. The sort of like, oh my God, he's talking to this guy. My boyfriend is like kind of vibing with this guy. Oh my God, what's going to happen? I need to intervene or I need to like make myself known or, you know, like, like worry, 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 sick to stomach, like kind of jealousy, which over time I realized came from insecurity and a feeling of lack of, you know, a feeling of needing to express control over a romantic relationship to give myself security. And through some really bad relationships and and, uh, bad breakups and things that um, I like to say finally broke my brain, um, I now realize that my only control over how someone behaves is by being the best version of myself and my best and being a really good boyfriend. And if you don't follow the rules that we've laid down, that's on you, buddy. That ain't on me. And it's really taken away all of my issues of jealousy. Because it's like, look, sure, you like him, I like him, so I can understand how someone else likes him. He told me that, you know, we have decided to be monogamous, so, you know, I'm not worried. And if you do something wrong, like, you're in the fucking doghouse and it's either over or we're going to have a serious conversation. But that's not, I, I'm not doing anything wrong. I, this is no reflection on me. Right. Right, on um, that part. So I can't, I, the, the polyamory thing, and maybe you can talk to me about this. So I have, I have certainly had sexual experiences with couples uh, a lot. And, I, and, and so none of them have pursued me from sort of like a dating kind of way. But I, I've sort of stopped messing with couples because I don't like feeling like that they're going to get with me or not get with me like on a whim. Right? Like, I need some sense of, like, even if we're just hooking up, I do need some sense of, like, I am somewhat of a, I'm somewhere on the priority list. Yeah. You know? Because I had this couple that was really, I've talked about on the podcast before, who lived nearby and was really hot, and we had a really great time. But, like, I'd message them, like, oh, well, we're just focused on us today, or, oh, I'm doing this today, and, or we'd make plans, and like, oh, well, we decided to do this instead. And it's like, you know what? Like, that's fine. I understand your, your relationship is primary and, like, that you need to focus on that. But, like, I also have needs and I deserve for someone to, like, you know, want to see me. So, like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. So, when we – it's so interesting because when we first met, we met – I'll never forget it. We met July 29th, 2019. And mm. it started off just, like, sexual. We met on a poly app called Field. Um, and I had like just finished my profile literally on that app. And like the first person that messaged me was Mark. And, you know, we talked and came over and hung out. And it was very clear from the get-go that they wanted like a friend with benefits. Like they didn't want someone to just like come over, have sex and leave. They wanted to have someone that like, we got sex with, you know, sex, but also be friends and like hang out. And that's kind of how it started. But then it was like our friendship just started to grow in this very intimate way. And um, obviously during the pandemic, we spent a lot of time. I, re- I remember the first time I went over their house in the pandemic, they came and picked me up um, and I was there for a week and we didn't have sex at all. We were just there together. And it was so peaceful and so like we had such a good time. And that kind of like was the beginning of the shift um for starters they've been together for like 15 years or so 13 no they've been together 14 years but they've been married since it was legal to get married so the foundation of their relationship has already been set and honestly it really feels like I'm with one big energy that just so happens to be in two different bodies so so it feels like I'm with one person but I'm with two in a way um I mean and it definitely is not always easy it comes with its you know 
it definitely comes with these moments where it plucks at my insecurities, but a lot of my self-work has been me recognizing when there's an issue or when it's my issue. And a lot of right. the times those little things are my issues. Um, so I just deal with them and, and communication is very key. One thing about them um, that has been really beautiful is that they are very uh, open to uncomfortable conversations, which works for me because we're able to talk about these things and bring them to the table. And even more recently, like, you know, we just, we all got this house together and we're moving upstate and it's a huge step in our relationship and it's beautiful, but because I'm so busy, they've been handling a lot of the stuff on their own. And that was triggering me a little bit because I was feeling left out. And even though the circumstances were like, I'm busy, I can't, and everything's okay. But I had to just let them know like, hey y'all, you know, like you're making decisions and doing things and I don't feel included in that. And it's kind of bothering me a little bit. And they both just gave me a big hug and was like, no, like that's not, we're a family. Like we make decisions together. We just didn't want to bother you because we know how busy you are. So we just want to like take care of things and make sure everything is okay. So. It just takes a lot of communication and a lot of stuff checking in, but you know, I love them both. And it's a very interesting dynamic that I was definitely not necessarily expecting, but um, it makes a lot of sense to my life. And it seems to make a lot of sense to theirs too. So here we are. I might, I might have to check out this, uh, this app, Field, you say? Yeah, Field, yeah. Huh. Maybe we'll see where that leads us. Cause we have a segment on the show, the second segment where I swipe apps and we like, we, we don't identify anybody because we're not trying to blow anybody up, but like we talk about the things that we're seeing and like sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's interesting. Uh, so maybe th we'll have to add that into our rotation. Yeah, yeah. Field is a real, I mean, I haven't been on since I've right. but it's funny. We keep saying like, we need to, actually, Mark did reach out to them about us and they said to, for us to write a story, like write them like our story. So he was like, well, you write it because, you, know, you know, I'm the writer. So I'm like, I will, but I just haven't. But I actually really do need to because um, it's, I'm, I'm very grateful. And I, I love them both very much. It's, it's been a very oh. healing experience and I'm excited for our next journey. Well, look, you've got a beautiful relationship. You're making beautiful music. You've got a house. Everything, you know, you're, you're the definition of, definition of thriving. <laughs> yeah trying to trying to trying to you know stick with it and you're in an off-broadway show yes yeah i am i'm in an off-broadway show um i was just cast in it it's called the civility of albert cashier um it's about a trans man who fought in the civil war um and later on in life when he got dementia it was discovered that he was born female and was put on trial um uh, to strip him of all his war medals and, and his status and all of his platoon brothers and his personal doctor testified on his behalf and he was allowed to remain uh, the person he, he was and keep his medals and, and it's a really, really beautiful story. It's actually based on a true story um, and it's very fascinating and I'm in the show. I, I actually play two characters, um, two major characters in the show and I switch back and forth between every performance. So, Wow, that's incredible. That's I've, I've never heard of this person. I need to go do some research. Yeah, same, same. Wow. I didn't either. But yeah, Albert Cashier. Look it up. It's a very, it's a very, very phenomenal story. Wow. Well, I will leave subscribers to go look that up as well. Deshaun, if people want to find out more about you personally, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Deshaun Dreams. Um, that's my like more personal, you kind of get everything like a peek into my life. But if you just want to follow my music and, and keep up with that side of me, that would be Deshaun Jenkins official. Um, and that's also my YouTube as well. Uh, and I also have my own podcast called Unbinding the Binary. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at uh, unbinding.the.binary um, and also just Unbinding the Binary on YouTube. And you can actually watch the, the podcast on Spotify. It's a visual podcast, so you can watch it directly on Spotify or YouTube. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us and joining me. We don't have JJ. And uh, we will be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Your fights are always quite light. Yeah. My fights are always like dangerous and we need like a mood change. Oh. Your fights are always like, 
I hate skateboards. <laughs> yeah. This... Or, no, I'm sorry. It was, I hate that I can't skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. No, like this that. is not unlike that. I have All right. another one what that's you... like cute. What do you got? Um, I am picking a fight with uh, whenever my um, judgment of a person is so quick and then I'm completely like 180 on them at a, and I feel guilty. Like there's just been that uh, twice lately. And it's that a person with a lot of intensity... I'm like, I don't relate. Why are you so intense right now? And then figuring out that their heart is very impassioned to, I would call it a day job, but it's actually the fact that they love like hospitality and food and, and, and connecting in life with those things. Like they mm. are a hardcore chef, but they're doing front of house now. And I'm like, you're a server. What the fuck? Why do you care this much? And then I've learned like, oh my God, I fully 180 And I'm like, I get it. And- that also just happened the other day I was serving and I had a guest who asked for a very specific cocktail that required a specific gin and this and da, 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 da. And it was kind of rare stuff. It wasn't just like, you know, Hendrix or something. And I ran to my bar. I'm like, do we have this and this and this and this? And like, no, 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 we have this, but not that one, whatever. And I was busy. And so I was annoyed that I was running around and I just had the judgment that this person's annoying <laughs> And then at the end, and nothing bad happened beyond that, really. I just knew they had particulars, and they wanted to ask questions about everything, and they were kind of really involved in their meal, mm -hmm. and I wanted to guilt them for it. And then, uh, I didn't want to guilt them for it, but I just felt, bleh. The end of the meal, they were like, hey, this was so lovely. Uh, next time we come in, can we ask for you? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, it's just like, thank you for appreciating this, and thank you for, like, whatever. But I've, like, yeah. I don't know. Lately, I've done it twice, I guess, where I'm just like, no. And then I'm like, oh, JJ, calm down. Slow your yeah. roll. And like, you know, hold your horses. These people are nice. <laughs> I like to, when I'm that person, I'm rarely that person. But yeah. when I'm that person, I like to be like, I like to like have a moment with the waiter. I'm like, I'm going to ask for something really annoying. I'm sorry. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It's and just something I'm craving and I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Are I, you able to do this? And you know what? I and appreciate And then like, thank you so much. Too. And then I make sure the tip's nice. Right. You know, like, I appreciate but, that whenever people extend that. I'm like, oh, you know that, you know, sometimes it's not easy to manage, but like, yeah. I will, I'm going to try my best for that, especially. And usually when I'm in your shoes of like judging someone and then realizing I'm wrong, it's usually the other way. Oh, no. You thought they were okay and they're not okay. Right. Which is a topic i have on my list for for a future podcast gotcha of someone who pre, who presents as like positive and sweet and, mm -hmm. and blah 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 and then you find out that like they're actually really troubled that's just and like yeah we can talk more about yeah, that no, i have a whole thing on that that's for a pick up fight but i gotta leave us with love and light because you fought yeah so um i will never remember the name of this movie but it's the new michelle yo movie <laughs> oh, it is oh, oh. fucking in cro everywhere something all at once yeah maybe. everywhere another me... e word or a word i can google all this. at once you google it while i talk about it yeah. i saw it last night i'm not going to talk about it in any amount of detail because it is so everything everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once it's so unique mm -hmm. the things that happen in it are shocking i don't know why i haven't seen it yet it just opened Oh, okay. This I, I've seen the trailer, and I remember having the appetite of I'm going to fucking check that out. I cannot recommend it more. Oh, good. Probably the best movie I've seen in a very long time. Shit. There are things in the filmmaking that's like, I don't think I've ever seen this done before. You know what I love about a trailer like this, too? Mm. is I, I haven't seen the film yet, but a trailer that I'm like, I need more of that because I don't know what the fuck this is. Right. And also, it gave me the tone. It gave me... Well, I have, I don't know if it's accurate yet, I guess. But I'm like, I feel like I got enough of a tease. Let me give you... Because I've said to, to Joshua, I saw it with us, like, it's, it's a merging of, like, six different movies I can think of. It's um, Matrix meets Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind meets Scott Pilgrim, meets... I, I, I'm waiting for a Chris Nolan for some reason. Is there any Chris uh, Nolan in there? Maybe Inception? Memento? I don't know. I didn't see Memento. Oh, that's a good one. Um, 
basically it, it takes the concept. So I don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to ruin anything. But it, it this is this is nothing. I'm gonna enjoy the ride. It for sure. takes the concept of the multiverse, which we have seen like Marvel really use. Sure. But they do it in sort of a, a little. It's still parallel universes of humans. Parallel universes of humans, and yeah. the way that it works is. You can, they create, it's like, it's, this is the matrix part of it where like people are like outside, like helping you like on an ear thing, like helping you navigate to the next thing. And it's like, you do something that is random and strange that you would never do in that moment. And it puts you, it like the butterfly effect of that choice puts you closer to this version of yourself. So then you can jump to that version of yourself and get the skills of that person. So that's how she gets like martial arts power. It was like, what would have made, what in my life would have made me a Kung Fu person or something. And so it's like, well, you didn't do that. So you're not there. But if right now you, um, unscrew that lid of that chapstick, took the thing out, chewed it, and spit it at this guy, that might take Something. you to that path. That is so, I, okay. It's so weird I'm, and cool. And like, and it's, oh, Kill Bill. It's Kill Bill too. Oh, I see, I see. So it's very action. It's very this yeah. and that. It's very, very, um, the effects are incredible. The acting is amazing. It's an all um, um, people of Asian descent, people of color, there like, lead movie. Fuck yeah. Everyone's an incredible actor. It's the kid from, um, Goonies and not Goonies, Goonies maybe and um, what's the other movie? I didn't actually see either of these movies, but he was like a, a child actor in the eighties, nineties, and uh, now he's playing it? the dad. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Was he in it? Oh man, I might be generalizing young Asian. Actors. I know. I'm, I'm trying to be careful because <laughs> be I don't Goonies, know. It's it just, could be Indiana Jones. And I was like, Indiana Jones. Jones. He's from okay, Indiana good. Jones. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. it's him. Okay. Now he's the dad. Yeah. He's incredible because they all because they're they're playing alternate universes, but they all play multiple characters because it's all different versions of right, each other. Right, right, right. He's in, and sometimes they have to go flip back and forth between them. Yeah, I love Michelle Yeoh. She's just incredible. Oh, She's funny. That. I'm gonna watch this as soon as I get a chance to. Two must. Yeah. Two guest stars who play kind of like, like if you think of it like a video game, like bosses you have to oh, defeat. Oh, cool! Jamie Lee Curtis. <gasps> Hell yeah! Jenny Slate. Oh my god, this movie's made for me. I, I don't, I don't want to ruin anything other than that because there are some. I really want to talk to you when you watch oh, it because yeah. there are so there's st- incredibly strange things. The audience was cheering <gasps> at points. <gasps> Laugh like the whole audience just erupted in hysterical laughter. Is this at going points? to like catch fire online? Is everyone going to talk really, about this? Soon? I this will be a sci-fi classic. Okay, on date of recording, it's not yet, but I think it's. Going I mean, to all be- the reviews are five stars. Best oh, movie I've ever seen. Got you. Like I wanted to catch on fire online. I want to see everyone talk about this. It is incredible, and you must see it. Fuck everyone yeah. within the sound of my voice, see this fucking movie. This movie I, called <laughs> Everything Once and Always. And hold on, one more time. <laughs> everything. Everything, everywhere, all, all at, at once. once. Mm-hmm. Also, my only criticism, yeah, it's just a little too long. Okay, just a little. Sure, sure. It feel there's a moment where I'm like, we could have ended here. So there's also minor criticism. Can I before we close? Yeah. There's a quote that I heard one time. I know not to take credit for it. It's a weird poet poetic philosophy quote, but I've tried googling it and I cannot find it. And I think I'm paraphrasing it. And anyway, if anyone knows what this is help me but uh there's this like kind of beautiful quote about time that's um they warned me that the past would happen too quickly they warned me that the future would never come but they didn't tell me that it would all happen at once hmm. i don't know that one i'll look it up i like that i do too anyway anyway well speaking of time it is time for us to uh leave you for the for the week hopefully if you've enjoyed this podcast you are subscribed to it you've liked it you're commenting you're sharing you're telling people about it so that we can grow and grow and grow you can also interact with us on instagram at at dying alone podcast you can also find me at at jack tracy official and me at jj bozeman dying alone together is brought to you by necessary outlet productions you can find more from necessary outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the necessary outlet youtube page don't forget to like and subscribe